0: You are listening to The Savage Fincast, episode 127. Whatever happened to predictability? Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that refuses to be able to tell the difference between the Crusader and the Destroyer. My name is Jim Purcell.
1: I'm Craig Olson. And this is Mark Welzer. Hey,
0: Mark. Hey, Mark. Glad to have you on again.
1: Hi. Do you mind if I address the the listeners for just one second? Yeah, sure. Okay, just at the top of the show here. Um, I'm very grateful that... Jim and Craig have me on the show. I enjoy talking to them about Savage Dragon every opportunity I can get. I want everyone to know that uh, I love Raven as much as you all do. I'm not trying to replace Raven. I would never replace Raven, and I want him to come back just as badly as you do. So in the meantime, you're going to have to put up with me, and I I apologize. I guess that's it. (laughs) I guess we'll put up with you until Raven shows up. I want him to come back just as badly as everybody else does. All
0: right. Ray- Raymond's got some stuff going on. Everything's okay, but uh, we'll He'll see him back. Ag- we'll see him again someday.
1: Let's hope so.
2: I couldn't think of a better replacement in his uh, place, though. So I think we'll be all right until he gets back.
1: I mean, I'm glad to be here, but I don't know if I was listening, and then like some dumbass comes on, I'm like, why? I wish Raven would be back here. Why this guy? His his audio sucks. He's got this microphone that he stole from his child that he used to do his online schooling. Invest in a proper microphone. I'm trying, guys. All right. But I'm he's got here. great self-depreciating humor. Right. That's what I'm here for. I'll try to mention boobs or something so I <laughs> feel like Raven's still here with us. Come or whatever he talks about. Cum and butts on boobs. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's about right. That's all. You're basically nailing it. I mean, I don't see any reason we need him back
1: now. All right. Well, there you go. Sorry, I take back everything I just said, uh, and I'm glad he's gone. (laughs) So shall we uh, get
2: into
0: it? All right. It has been a while since we've done a regular episode of the Savage Fincast, so we do have a few news items and some emails, so we should probably get right on into those. Uh, First
2: up, the Megaton Archives Volume 1 is now on shelves. Uh, $30 collection, uh, soft cover collection. I think it's like uh, almost like 450 pages or more, a little over 450 pages. Uh, It's black and white because the original Megaton comics were black and white, but it does have some color peppered in there for the covers and everything and it's on glossy paper it is pretty damn cool i really enjoyed it i own all eight issues but all the extras that are in here and the behind this the behind the scenes stuff really make it kind of worth it even if you've already owned the issues um and it's just kind of a nice handy package um it is pretty amazing i know we've interviewed gary a couple times on the show and uh if you're a listener that doesn't know, Megaton is kind of the starting point for or the gateway for a lot of professionals: um, Butch Geis, Eric Larson, Frank Fosco, Angel Medina, Rob Liefeld. I don't know, you know, I'm probably missing a few guys here and there, but uh, it's pretty impressive. Came out from '81 to '87, and uh, yeah, it's, it's got a bunch of cool characters. Uh, dragon and vanguard in it it's uh worth picking up
0: i might even buy a print copy of it we'll see it does look pretty snazzy and i do want to read it because i've not read most of these stories well i've read all the dragon stories i I haven't read most of the other content and i'm a big fan Hmm? Uh, sorry go ahead no i was just saying even the megaton stuff like the character megaton Because I've I've been reading him in the Big Bang Adventures lately, and I want to get more of his background.
2: Even the artists I don't really know are pretty decent. There's not really anything on here that I'm like, oh my god, that's so amateur or horrible. You know, it's... I don't know how he did it, but he was able to wrangle up a a bunch of really good amateurs at the time. Um, There's this one strip by... It's uh, Berserker, and I don't know if it's his first appearance in Megaton, but it's drawn by this artist, Ken Landgraf. Does he ring a bell to anyone? I really
1: like his style. Yeah, Landgraf. He, um, well, now I'm going to have a complete brain fart. I know he just recently did some kind of series that he did that uh, the cartoonist kayfabe guys were promoting. Oh, really? Over there, yeah. Um, It's like some kind of post-apocalyptic cosmic story. Just kind of like what berserker is (laughs) it's kind of what berserker is yeah
2: it's damn cool it's really heavy on the black inks and just like i don't know it's it's i don't i don't remember seeing his name anywhere else before but i probably just am out of the loop but anyway it's got all your favorites in there ethrian vanguard dragon berserker so yeah uh you're a fan of that stuff. I would definitely pick it up.
1: I would try my best to uh, to go ahead and grab it. Shall we move on? Yes. Okay. We have a cover for the Savage Dragon 269. It has got. Uh, it looks to be the new SOS team in San Francisco. You got your Malcolm. You got your Angel. You got your Janie twins, and you've got the Johnson twins, who's Names are definitely <laughs> the Destroyer and the Crusader. Is that correct?
0: That is correct. Oh, thank God! Which right. is which is a mystery to all, except for uh, except for those who
1: check the Wikipedia. Then you can totally find out. Right. Uh, they seem to be tearing it up with a pair of hands that are green. I don't have a lot of information. It just it's a fight scene. It's has uh, on on got the a mu- cover price of uh, three hundred $3.99 there, US. On the muddy streets of San Francisco. Right. It looks a lot like Chicago. <laughs>
2: so I guess it's, you know, we talked a little bit off the air, but these are all the, the same kids that were kind of stuck in the void, minus the extra Janie. So I guess they're going to follow the family to San Francisco, unless it's a fake out cover? I don't know. Well, they're
0: they're in the United States. I don't know where. Wait, are they? Yeah, they were in. I'm trying to remember. We, we just saw them, but DC, I, can't, I think, or something. Yeah, they're they're part of the. I think they're already part of SOS. Maybe. Um, yeah. The, yeah. The, Angel, the, yeah, they are
2: because right, uh, Sergeant Marvel and was it Sergeant Marvel? No, you're close.
0: Well, I know Super Tough was kind of leading them. Right, it was it was young tough is is a was it young no it's super tough oh and daredevil no 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 you're right it was daredevil and super tough and they're leading the DC branch and they're all members. Gotcha. I think. But well, they uh, look great. They, they did. do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I gotta be honest. The Janey Twins are definitely the standout characters here, design wise. Uh, the other two. I mean, you got to appreciate the fact that these characters are from Eric's childhood, and they're going to look like, you know, how we saw them in Paul's universe very recently. Right. So, yeah, you got to appreciate that that callback retro aspect of them, uh, even if they do stand out a bit as being a little uh, goofy in Savage Dragon. Uh, I,
1: I I don't think their costumes are bad. I just they're a little generic, but. Uh, I guess I can understand that because I assume they were designed when Eric was was younger, a child at least. But um, they're they're not terrible costumes. Yeah, I just hope we get some more like
2: character development. If you know, hopefully, I'm sure we will if they're going to be part of the book and the supporting cast. Right. It'd be kind of cool to see like I don't know if they have more powers than just being super strong or whatever.
1: We know the Janney Twins fuck each other, but uh, the Johnson Twins are not into that. <laughs> so, what I remember. <laughs> uh, How could you forget? <laughs> that, is, uh, that is definitely a vagina <laughs> on the cover there. Right? I mean, uh, there's a lot of lines... Although I suppose they, it's not colored like spider web though, it's the thing. It's
0: I don't I don't know. I, I'm s I still have That's cutting issues.
1: it close. That's kinda With... real close. Do you think
2: uh Nikos I... colors it like webbing and then Eric's like mm, take that back <laughs>
1: I have no idea. <laughs> this was not supposed to be webbing. Try again.
2: I like how they go out of their way to like cover their nipples with webbing and their feet, but you know, the vagina, I guess that's where their webbing's gotta come out of so it can't be a I suppose
0: that makes sense, quote unquote.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Could to wear like wear like a a skirt or something, maybe.
0: I don't know. (laughs) Um there's certain striking designs.
2: I guess um Guess well, yeah, you guess, never mind. You guess what, Craig? Okay, nothing. I won't say it. It's okay, not like this is a podcast where I should say something provocative, but
0: all right. I think that's it for news. I don't think we had anything other than this covers come out. We've got no uh, actual solicitation for it yet. Uh, it's uh, probably going to be in the next uh, previews catalog. Or actually, you know what? I don't know if this counts as news, but I think Image announced they're switching from Diamond to a different distributor. Yes. So I did. think I think that means Image Comics are coming out on Tuesdays now. Oh, uh, or will be, hmm. just like DC Comics because I think it's the same distributor. But does that mean they're released on Tuesdays? Well, that's how it works for DC. You can basically uh-huh. buy them on Tuesday
1: uh, through this distributor. So has this already taken into effect? I actually you know? have no idea. Because I, don't I got a call so. yesterday from my comic shop letting me know that the new Dragon was in, but they're not open on Tuesdays, so right. I don't know if they just... So I, I think can't. it went
0: in effect like a month ago.
2: All right. I think.
0: But that—that uh, that is a change uh, for some people, and uh, now it means we get Dragon
1: one day earlier. Not going to help me. My shop is not open on Tuesday. No. But oh, they only the, open, like, Wednesday because that's New Comic Day. Yeah, Wednesday through Sunday, I think. I don't even think they're open yeah. Monday. I, it probably makes sense. It's like probably Mo- most shops are like comics. on Monday. Yeah, no one wants to on They cut their hours back, too. Yeah. They used to be open until 7. Now they're open until 5. Until 5? Yeah. How are you supposed to get your comics after work? Well, get them the next day unless it's a Monday or a Tuesday. Yeah.
2: Alrighty, should we get into the emails? Let's yep. get into the emails. Alright, I'm taking the first one, right? So it said the first email. Uh, we got a letter from James Sheehan. He says, Hello, gang. What a great issue. What a great issue in 265. Holy shit, that was a banger. Can't wait to see the San Francisco move. I'll cut to the chase. I have a couple of ska band names. We're still on this.
0: Yeah, remember that? Remember that whole conversation? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Here's his names. Maxine and the Vanguard, the Rowdy Finheads, and uh, I guess just Hortus. Hortus? You guys understand that? (laughs) No. (laughs) I could probably go on and on, and they would get worse and funnier and lamer, so I'll stop. Thank you. Until next time, have a good one. James Sheehan. Uh, P.S. He included uh, a drawing. He did a Savage Dragon, which is pretty dang cool. Uh, Apparently, it's a Mark Silvestri homage, but I don't know the cover. So, if you're listening, uh, James, send us a message and let us know uh, what cover you're homaging there.
1: Rowdy Finheads isn't bad, I'll tell you. Yeah. Horridus, I don't quite understand. I don't understand Horridus. There there must be some mono-name band that I'm unfamiliar with. Unless he in, intended to include more and then forgot before he sent his email, could be. He's just having so much fun.
2: Well, you okay, could go on and on. Uh, no more SCAR answers, please. Uh, <laughs> no more emails of SCAR names. Uh, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, we're done with those now. All right, so uh, second email. So guys, issue two sixty-five, huh? What a shocker of an issue. Poor Billy. What a brutal way for the little guy to bow out. What effect will this latest tragedy, tragedy have on Paul? The guy's lost the love of his life, his reality, his arm, and now his newfound grandson in the most horrific way. That's got to unsettle the guy uh, psychologically. Um, do you think we might begin to see Paul going dark? It's an Eric Larson book, so who knows what might happen. Uh, just as I was getting over the events of this issue, I flipped the book over and was surprised again. My angel dragon art was on the back cover. When I sent that image in way back in June 2022, I thought I might get lucky and uh, see it included in the letters page, but the whole back cover, mind, mind well and truly blown. Seeing my artwork uh, adorn the back cover of my favorite savage, uh, my favorite comic book put me on a real high that whole weekend. Then I started wondering, what could the Savage Fincast dudes have to say on my pinup? So I eagerly awaited for the next uh, issue of Savage Dragon to come out. episode to drop. drop. Oh, right. Uh, The next episode to drop, and I waited, and then I waited some more. Finally, a new episode. But wait, it's a retro episode. A new issue of (laughs) Savage Dragon comes out, and they drop a retro episode. These guys are killing me. But we got there in the end, and I was glad to hear you guys like my take on Angel. So there you have it. An end of the mystery that has plagued Savage Fanatics the world over these past weeks and months. For it was indeed I, Stephen Newbold, uh, that was responsible for the back cover art for this issue and not this Grunewald fella, whoever he is. I think uh, uh, no, that Mark Welser tried to attribute it to. Until next time, Stephen Newbold. Uh, P.S. If I had to name a Savage Dragon rock band, it would have to be The Sputters. Which uh, is uh, not a bad name. Uh, P.P.S. Guys, I forgot to mention in my previous email that if people like my Angel Dragon pinup on the back cover of issue 265, they can find more of my work, including my own comic, Superhu- Superhuman Crime Investigators, over on my Instagram account at snewbold720. Um, wait, no, that's wrong. Nope. At snewbold70fn6. Uh, I often post about Savage Dragon and early Eric Larson er- artwork there too. So plenty to interact, uh, any and all Savage Dragon fans. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you, Steven.
2: Good old Mark Wellsa driving away the fan base by insulting them.
1: I got to say, Steven, thank you for being the bigger man and spelling my name correctly in your email.
2: <laughs>
1: when I couldn't tell what your name was on the back. <laughs> to be fair, it's very small. Did I, I thought you said you...
2: Was that a person? Like, were you just trying to read it, or was it? You I just was trying it was to a read it.
1: No, I, I I didn't recognize the art. I was trying to read the name. I pulled it. I pulled the issue out, and I'm looking at it now, and it's it still looks a lot like Greenwald. Well, Stephen, uh Very work little. on your signature. I, I can see that it says Newbold now, but
2: that's pretty cool. Sending in a piece of like fan art and then finding it on the back cover.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, again, good job, Stephen. I, I still think it looks really cool. Nice. All right. This is uh,
2: the segment of the show that we call Interesting Conversations. It's where we come up with a topic to talk about and engage uh, you, the audience, on what you think, uh, where you guys can write in at savagefincast at com and uh, send in your responses or suggest uh, a topic of your own for the next uh, regular episode of the FinCast. Uh, we didn't get any responses for our last interesting conversation, so we're just going to jump forward to a new one. Um, so for our new interesting conversation, uh, and again, we're kind of jumping a little ahead of the review of issue 266, but this interesting conversation kind of revolves around that. Um, The question is, would you welcome more non-action issues like 266 where there's just a lot more dialogue and talking and kind of – just uh, character interactions without any fisticuffs. I know Eric's kind of talked about that in the past about you know the possibility of more of these types of issues. Um, I don't know if this is just a one-off transition to San Francisco or if this is going to be more regular. So our question to you is, do you guys like this? Would you welcome more of it? Um, send your answers at to savagefincast at com. So who wants to start this off?
0: Well, I'll start. I'll, I'll just say that while I don't mind it, I definitely don't want it to become the norm. I think Savage Dragon is an action superhero comic, and it should stay that way in some regard. I think it is cool to experiment like this and just take your foot off the gas a little bit uh, for an issue, but not as a consistent thing. I, I don't think it really works um, over a long period of time. I think it works as a single issue. Um
1: but that—that's my opinion. I would—I uh, would tend to agree. I think yeah, you know, once in a while it's fine to have like these ones where you slow down a little bit. Um, but if it was like this all the time, I'm of course I'd still read it because, you know, it's my favorite book. But I would—I would definitely be waiting for when are they gonna start punching guys through walls? You know? And,
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does definitely feel weird because even we've had issues that um, there's been a lot of dialogue, but there's always at least some even small little bit of action just to kind of scratch that itch. Right. So it it did feel weird. Um, I was talking to uh, Gavin Higginbotham, uh, for the listeners that don't know, Savage Dragon editor. Uh, and after this issue came out I was like, you know, have we ever had another Savage Dragon issue that had no action? I was trying to think, you know I was thinking most was
1: 27, I think. Yeah,
2: that's, and that's what he said right off, it took him like two seconds, he was like 27, I was like, god yeah. damn it alright uh, so both of you guys are uh, pretty quick with that <laughs> um, but that's the, the cover where uh, uh, Rapture says will you marry me, and it's like You know, it's it's a lot of talking. There's a lot of action, but it's not fighting action. You know, it's like a lot of lots going on. Um, and it was that was a real cool issue.
1: Yeah, I I really like twenty seven, and and it seems like a lot of stuff was still being, uh, like the story was still progressing. There's a lot of threads that were still getting moved along in that issue, even without any action. But was that the one with all the babies coming out of rapture? No, that. That's the one with the max, right? Is that yeah. yeah? it's twenty-eight with the max. Yeah. No, this was right after the gang war, so there's just kind of sitting back, taking a breather because they just took out. Uh, well, I think it was. I was gonna say Overlord, but that was back in Cyberface one. Yeah, Cyberface. Yeah, the jailbreak was in twenty-six. Mace put on the Overlord outfit, and then they and then Cyberface fucked off. And took a bunch of guys with him and declared himself but they were just they're taking a break and dragon and rapture were seeing about where their relationship was going to go and and then i think she dropped the bomb that she was pregnant in 27 i think so uh At the because very end there's like
2: it. that scene maybe that's where you're getting mixed up jim too is like the dragon babies like all walking around with like the fat dragon
0: yeah that's it fat rapture yeah so that
2: continues on but and there a, was
1: also some great stuff in 27 too when brute force shows up and they're like yeah. no the war, you guys missed it and deadly duo shows up and they're like now you guys also missed it there was some <laughs> really good stuff in that one
2: yeah and then like he keeps seeing visions of like reader meter made like uh you know like coming, on to him. coming on to him and Alex and he's like it, it's just hilarious but it was that was a great like no action issue I I think it's better than this issue I have I have some issues with 266 which we can talk about when we get to the meat and potatoes um I think I'm like you guys you know here and there okay I wouldn't want it to be like every other or every three or even every four issues like this but once in a while I think uh there's no harm in it.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think if there was another one since 27.
2: I don't really think so. I think if anything, like like I said, it, it might have been like some throwaway fight or something. Yeah. I could be wrong though. I guess uh, if the listeners know, let us know.
1: Gavin's got. He's already yelling at us. Yeah. What's the answer? Should we? Should we do some? Some meat?
0: Yes. Potato. Possibly a potato as Potates. well? Potatoes. <laughs> uh, so yes, Savage Dragon 266. Uh, out out today at time of recording. Fresh and new. Uh, you probably won't hear about this, uh, this review for another week. <sighs> Give it plenty of time to, to settle in and stew.
2: Talking about this cover. Did you guys happen to traverse the interwebs? Yep. Particularly Facebook and Twitter and I have not. How
0: well, how so? How how is the uh, internet taking it? It's total outrage. <laughs> oh boy!
2: Uh, the Image Comics Facebook site has this cover like out today and it's, like two hundred and fifty replies.
0: Hey, there's no such thing as bad publicity.
2: Bad pr- <laughs> it's mixed. It's half and half. But there are guys coming out that don't collect it and just want to be outraged by it and the outrage is on Maxine wearing the dominatrix uh, outfit and uh, I guess it's Jackson wearing like the leather chaps now Eric's a pervert and blah 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 and all that stuff that comes with it absolutely
1: ridiculousness yeah I don't know I feel like even if Eric is a pervert, who gives a shit? You know.
2: Well, I think we're in this climate now where it's like anything that's not a heterosexual relationship, there's a certain contingency that want to label everything perverts or groomers or whatever. And unfortunately, it's kind of moving its way into uh, comic book discussions.
1: Yeah. I mean, to be fair... Maxine is wearing a dominatrix outfit, but there's nothing sexual going on on the cover right I think if anything uh Scott's cover was more was dirtier than this one,
2: yeah, so let's talk about that uh Scott James friend of the show amazing artist he got a he got his own variant cover, which is pretty cool it is. Yeah apparently I was reading also on Facebook I think on the savage dragon fan site that uh, one of the bigger shops I forget which I don't know what are the bigger ones in New York I think they were only allowing people to buy one copy each
0: right well it's a it's a it's a it's a variant so speculators are gonna speculate
1: yeah oh, did but, you uh, get one of Scott's covers Craig did you get pick yours up today yes okay. i gotta say it
0: is pretty amusing that the dragon cover on the image facebook has drawn almost 300 comments and all the other covers for the new release comics including a big one from uh from uh, uh jeff lemire uh have drawn like one or two so yeah. it's con- weird. the con- dragon covers... Contro- controversy draws eyes and attention yeah
1: and, There's always a lot of people that, that can't wait to talk shit on Savage Track. Oh, man, they love it. They, they can't get it up without it. Because they know
2: that Eric will interact. That's, That's true. That is true. And he sure did. So they're just, like, salivating. Like, it's, you know, I think it's a lot of those Comicsgate guys that just want to have, you know. It's ironic. Something to tell their friends that they started shit with Eric Larson, you know. Right. And it, it's a, it, to me, it's just funny how offended people get by this, you know, you know, not offended by like grim and gritty comic books where like the 16 year old sidekick is murdering people or something like that. You right. know, it's, you know, costumes on
0: a cover. <gasps> oh my it's, God. It's so amusing that it's almost exclusive. It's exclusively conservatives who have a problem with all this. The, the like, as you said, the comics gators of the world who think comics should be one way and, Especially never express themselves uh, sexually in any way, except for you know wi- women should only be supermodels I mean that that's one way they're allowed to express themselves it's right. just it's so it's just the absolute state of people sometimes you know it's
2: like uh, no problem with the Hellfire Club but Maxine's wearing a dominatrix outfit <laughs> on the cover
1: oh no she's yeah she, she's within five feet of children you see. Her her own children. Yeah, That's There's there's definitely like your Vampirellas and your Lady Deaths that have costumes on it's every identical. Issue that is yeah, identical if not worse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Vampirella
2: meets Archie. You know, whatever. It's right. Like, uh, it's just people being ridiculous.
1: And then the, the other thing that we got to remember is that none of these people on the cover are real people. Right. So it doesn't even matter. But I will say that background looks very nice. Yeah, How that's got to be a cityscape? Definite, like photo, right? Yeah, I think he said that's a photo. He took that photo himself.
0: Yeah. I mean, he I lives wonder... in San Francisco. He knows what the city looks like.
2: Yeah, I wonder yeah. if that's one of his houses back there. Like, is a little Easter egg. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I... I... Would assume that the street would be a bit on more of a forty-five degree angle. Yeah. I don't know, but no, it looks great. There's a lot. There's lots of little lines in there. Do you think? Is I know because I know he's doing pretty much everything digitally now. Is he doing the covers digitally too? Do you guys know or speculate? I don't know, but I speculate not. But it is. This is so. fo-
0: this is photo referenced for the background. So
1: yeah,
0: my speculation is that he. Probably lightbox this because I I feel like he'd want the covers to remain. I don't think
2: he'd lightbox this. I think if anything he draws the characters on a board and puts it in and post them in Photoshop some manner. I would say anything behind the
0: shrubs is just a photo. Hmm. Hard to say. Hard to say. Well when when we get more into San Francisco era, we'll definitely be having Eric on again, so we'll have to ask him.
2: Points it just like. feels like
0: when those lines are really thin and small like that, that's hard to do. Yeah.
2: All right, let's jump in this S- bad boy.
0: So this issue is pretty much entirely built around the making the decision to move from Toronto to San Francisco. Um, right off the bat, we get the we get. Uh, um, the explanation of what's going to happen to Walter, because that's the question on everyone's mind. What's going to happen to Walter? (laughs) Well, Walter doesn't care where he lives, so he's coming with... I really hope he actually ends up on the SOS. I really want to see Walter in action. Because he's a kitty cat man. Uh, You think he'll become a hero? Like a a
2: super-powered being?
0: I want want him to be. Look at him. Look at him.
2: I guess I never thought about that possibility. But he would be like their version of... uh... The bear character. Well, I was There's thinking more
0: the... Hortus, but uh, yeah, the goofball doesn't know nothing because he grew up in the streets and he's a tiger.
2: That would be a cool character if he was like super goofy, but when he got pissed off in battle mode, he's just turned into like this like uh, killing machine or something, you know? Like shrew. nothing.
1: Nothing about him really strikes me as a fighter. I think he just wants to hang out and eat. Yeah. But he's a tiger. He got claws and big, angry feet. Hmm. He's got shoes that are he tied. He could
2: mess some shit up if he got pissed. I gotta be honest, it's
0: weird he wears shoes. I'll, I'll,
2: I'll say that. Yeah, I feel like the shoes gotta go.
1: It will be nice if he shows up because I do miss him. I feel like he was introduced and then we haven't seen him do much. Well, he's, he's no Greta Gearbox. No,
0: <laughs> who is never. absolutely out of this book. Whatever whatever happened, whatever was going on with that backup that didn't materialize absolutely killed her character.
1: I think yeah. we'll see it next issue. I hope so. I certainly hope so. I don't know what's going on in the next issue, but I hope we have some cool backup stories. I like how um Amy is basically taking on
2: Maxine's old costume, the schoolgirl costume. She probably found she probably found it in the closet. It's become like her regular
1: costume now. Yeah, that's weird. It's just. It is a, she's not even in kindergarten yet. No, um, she definitely is. Oh, she's definitely, like, I think Maggie is
2: going into kindergarten. Yeah.
0: Oh, right. Sorry. Right. You're confusing the two? Yeah. No, I'm confused. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, so Amy is the older one who is friends with Walter, and, right. uh, and, uh, Matt, um, The other one, Maddie.
1: Maddie is the one with electric powers who nearly kills everybody. All the time. Right, okay. I still have a hard time telling these kids apart. I apologize, Eric. They all look the same. What? They all got different flesh tones. Well, they got the fins.
0: They got the teeth. I mean, we'll say Amy and Maddie are similar. (laughs) They got the
2: teeth. The teeth, sure, yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) because <laughs> they're both uh, they're both Maxine's daughters genetically yeah so they look like her
1: Now her and Maddie they do look a lot alike they do
2: so it sounds like Walter's definitely going
0: I wonder Ooh, what
1: he definitely. does when he's not hanging out with her he paws through trash I'm sure avoids oh. avoids Mako doesn't seem to have any other friends
0: eats hobos yeah <laughs> Yeah, we're not seeing the side of Walter where he's killing and murdering people in the sewers. He just keeps it
1: secret. He loves What was he eating last time? KFC. (laughs) Because
0: remember, Walter is a tiger who has become a man. So he has tiger tendencies. He just eats, like, small dogs and cats. See, I find him fascinating. Yeah, give him his own book. Yeah, Walter... (laughs) walter the chronicles. you know you know, you know i didn't i, I the walter pro- chronicle i've probably noticed this before but this is the first time i'm articulating it you notice how he has like w's for a stripe pattern yes for walter
1: Hmm.
0: yes no
1: yeah. no yes. w you don't think so craig w's for walter for Walter.
0: you think i don't know I,
1: I i always assumed really that's what it was okay or maybe that's just although I don't know tiger maybe I don't I'm not a tiger expert like you are, Craig.
0: <laughs> big fan Why are you attacking of, me? Big, big big of recognized- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Big fan of the world wrestling organization that, Walter. Great. Really? And Wonder Woman. Just attacking
1: my yeah. tiger knowledge. You're me- the of all of us, I think if anyone's gonna be the tiger king, it's gonna be you. <laughs> I do have a sweet mullet. Right. And all that other stuff you did. Yes. And glittery clothes. And boyfriends. I will say the artwork for this, because I think he's still pretty much doing everything digitally, I assume. But uh, the faces look like Larson faces here. No, yeah. no no standout ones that, like... No, nothing stood no, out. everything that, looks pretty Larson.
0: Well, except for one, but I think that might been... That was a callback to previous... Uh, neighbor 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 craig is back neighbor craig yeah
2: wait let's let's not skip to that i I do want to talk about joseph strange
0: hey it's joseph strange and the the bionic man i do
2: like how he's like you know basically like here's your arm but
0: i can't afford to keep doing this (laughs) please stop breaking your arm (laughs) could you just grow it back make it so much easier his lab looks pretty expensive, though. It's just circuitry on the walls. Guy, that's okay. how you know that's how you know it's expensive. Right. When you live inside of a, a mainframe. But uh no, it, it's cool. This, this whole thing with Paul uh, and Malcolm still not getting along, I really like. I like that they don't that Malcolm yeah. doesn't trust Paul. Or more more specifically, it's not that he doesn't trust Paul. It's that he doesn't consider paul his father which i think is a reasonable take uh, everyone else has kind of accepted that paul is dragon their equivalent but malcolm has not and i think that's reasonable yeah i yeah. mean he doesn't even totally look like his father first of all with a small
2: fin you know that's well, kind of weird yeah and he saw
1: his father die you he know? sure did so, but I don't know. if it, What's the merging of the multiple Earths when everybody gets all these weird memories of, of lives that you've never lived? That's got to probably do something to you, right? Where you're. Does that make you more accepting of these kinds of situations well, or less accepting? I don't know.
2: For Malcolm, there was never equivalent Malcolm in Paul Dragon's world,
0: so he right. doesn't have any memories. Right, memory for Paul. Of, but I mean, for Malcolm. So perspective, A- Angel would have gotten memories from that universe, so she would accept him somewhat as her father. Where, but uh, Alex will take anything, anyone green with a fin, because uh, she ain't choosy. Um, She's got a type. Um, really, it's just those two. Now that I think about it, well, yeah. Maxine, Maxine's and the grandkids are all into them But then again, they like having a grandfather around. It's
2: different for them too, because it, it is not different, different for their right? Father,
0: you know. Yeah, they don't they don't, they don't mind so much because they're young and they don't understand the nuance of alternate realities. But Malcolm, Malcolm, I completely understand not not wanting to treat him as his father is is my is is the thing. I mean, that might change. I mean, we got the wedding coming up. Maybe he'll finally come around. But I I really kind of hope that it doesn't. I really hope this just kind of remains kind of awkward between them. Because I like it. I like it being a little awkward.
1: Yeah, I like their dynamic.
0: I, I like them being friends and not family.
1: Yeah, I mean it
2: would just kind of feel cheap if everything just went back to place like before dragon died you know what i mean like if he was just replacing it exactly and malcolm just kind of treated him like the regular dragon it would just feel like a cheat like dragon's back basically you know but because there's that awkwardness
0: it does kind of reinforce that this is a different character So I guess Captain Tootsie is not coming with us. Wah, wah. But he's exploring Dimension X. Maybe he is. He's going to bring some more people out of there. Um, hopefully, nothing dangerous. Uh, we've seen how this have gone before. Did it, no one, no one learned from De- Rex Dexter's mistakes. Leaving, Maybe leaving the may- leaving the big window open so anyone can look inside. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some more uh, characters from uh, Paul's universe. It'd be interesting. I mean, as much as I dislike Faco, I wouldn't mind seeing Paul Universe Mako or something.
1: Um, with uh, with Captain Tootsie staying staying behind there, do you would you prefer to get check in with him every once in a while going forward? Well, oh, would you yeah, be happier? Sure. Yeah. like like any savage dragon
0: character I who I'd like to check in more often with um, yeah and I like I like captain Tootsie a lot I like his I like his purpose in the book I like him being friends with Malcolm so the fact that he's not coming with Malcolm is kind of disappointing to me because I wanted I wanted Tootsie on the new SOS uh, right. frankly um, but I could I can also understand how he kind of has his own thing going on and the choice to leave him behind. And it kind of makes sense. it kind of makes sense because Malcolm doesn't have a lot of Toronto like friends or contacts like we really got to know, and it makes sense that he has to leave at least one of them behind. And Tootsie's the only real choice. I see Tootsie kind
2: of like Vanguard, someone that can come in and out. Okay, And yeah, maybe have some backups or something
1: like that. That is not a bad comparison, honestly. Yeah, that's pretty good. There's a threat coming, so watch out. Otherwise, he's got his own thing. But he's he's doing he does a lot of stuff in the uh, those Big Bang books, right? I know Craig, you picked those up, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Well, well, he had a story in a issue. As far as I know, no, Is that he's, it? he's had a few. He has. All right, I'm a little behind. I'm pretty sure. That.
2: Maybe I'm wrong. I'm thinking at least two because they turned out to be backups in Savage Dragon. Or maybe it was only the one. Maybe I'm mixing up with uh, Mighty Man.
0: I know he was on the cover in... I know Mighty Man showed up a couple times too.
2: He's got he's on that really cool cover with like him, Mighty Man, and who else was on it? I forget. It was like three characters.
1: Maybe is a the nice, Night Watchman.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. That cover is cool. Done kind of like that CC Beck style. Maybe it was only one.
0: <laughs> it could be. But Big Big, ba- Big Bang's got a really good CC Beck uh, inspired artist. Uh, doing those strips too they look great yeah the guy who did the original
2: ones passed away he did the, uh, i forget the name of uh, S- something henry i think off the top of my yeah, head I, I think you're right yeah, he's uh he's pretty good as well so, so I, I don't understand neighbor craig i don't you get don't the, you don't get it uh, I don't know. Like, so is this a new guy now? Is-
0: well, that's the thing. I actually think that's the joke. I actually think he's a second neighbor Craig. Because my last recollection is neighbor Craig blew up. Yeah,
2: like the, the joke was yeah. that he kept losing body parts.
0: And then eventually he injected the himself with dragon blood and he blew up. At right, least that's my now- recollection.
2: And now there's another neighbor Craig. Right. She's like, I didn't even, Maxine's like, I didn't even know we had another neighbor Craig. So I don't know. I feel like there's some kind of inside joke I'm like not a part of on this. It's just weird.
1: <laughs> How do you guys feel?
0: I thought it was based on I, you. I thought that was the joke. Yeah. No, it's not based <laughs> on me.
1: Yeah, no, I don't quite understand this. Um, especially when he says it's your old neighbor, Craig. That threw me when I first read it.
2: Yeah, like like Jim said, because old, old neighbor Craig had like bionic arms because he lost his arms. Uh, he, like he, that, the, yeah. the
0: joke was he kept getting involved in, uh, in various uh, action things, and he kept getting injured right. and... Well, the place. kids kept injuring him because right. They yeah, remember just the don't old neighbor Craig. strength. And yeah, this is new old neighbor Craig.
1: It's new old neighbor. Yeah, so I don't know why he had to get. He had and had they to... don't look that different either. No,
2: I'm so confused about that. That's one. why. That's why it threw me for a loop.
0: He's supposed to represent all of Canada, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he is the so face. Maybe of... Maybe we here. all
1: just have our own neighbor Craig. But he certainly seems to have some kind of. Uh, or at least he thinks he's got a relationship with Maddie. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't get
0: it. <laughs> but see, he would he would have is <coughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Okay. Um what I'm saying is because Craig represents Canada, his relationship with Maddie is that Maddie was born here and so he loves her most of all. <laughs> okay. See, huh? it's all metaphorical. He's a literal metaphor.
1: So I'll, he is go with Canada saying goodbye to them.
0: Yes, that is my take on the situation of old New York. Right. And
1: they're saying, fuck you, Canada. They're like, we don't even know. We he, barely he, got to know Canada. Here is lightning to the nuts. We out. <laughs> spent most of Canada uh, during the pandemic, so we didn't even get to know neighbor Craig. There you go. All right.
0: And then we finally get an answer on what the hell's going on with Thunderhead. Everyone's pal, Thunderhead. Yep. He's not going to be the action hero we all wanted. As a pretty cool Settling cool into profile. domestic life there. and Somebody's got to got get a sweater vest. Somebody's got to get out of this life alive. He's such <laughs> a
2: hilarious character. I mean, he just wants to be like sweater vest Kevin. That's all he wants. He just wants to work, not be messed with. He, you know, he's got this skull head. He used to be fucking, you know, swole. And now he's just kind of skinny Mr. Rogers skull guy.
0: <laughs> I guess they had their baby. Because I think that's their yeah, kid that's in ago. that tiny panel there. Yeah, that's that's it.
2: It's hard to keep track of it all.
0: I wonder if they have lightning powers. They clearly have a face.
2: Yeah, it'd be pretty funny if it was born with like a half a face.
1: <laughs> oh, is that is this an exposed jawbone?
2: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I was thinking like two face, but yours is even oh. worse. <laughs> so like,
0: well well the uh, the genetic trait is like transparent skin, right?
2: It would just be like um kind of like mace when his face got blown off. And it was like half his face is all burnt up. No. Okay.
1: Maybe when she gets older, we'll see what happens. I guess. <laughs>
2: it just starts to fall, off, flake off.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be a bad day at school. Skin, skin just
2: sloshes off. I guess. Apparently, though, right? Like with skull phase, the skin's just supposed to
1: be invisible. Right. Yeah, it's transparent skin. He That's still has they it. Can still talk without lips. Although, yeah.
0: and, and I and I guess Kevin's blue because of electricity? Question mark. And was born with lightning bolts on his head. Yeah, and they're just etched in there.
1: <laughs>
0: How lucky to have lightning powers! To have lightning bolts seared into your skull at birth. Or, or oh, you know what? I got a really crazy, crazy, crazy thought. What if? Bear with me now. He's got transparent skin, okay? <laughs> but if you get a tattoo on your transparent skin, does it appear to just float? I would say so. So maybe huh. he just got tattoos on his on his head, and he just happened to be able to see them. And they have like a little drop shadow on them. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. There is no drop shadow. My de- My theory defeated.
1: I don't know. I'm still. I'm still with this theory. Yeah, I kind of like that. We just... I've seen nothing that disputes it. So, yeah, that's my head canon. Thunderhead cannon.
0: (laughs) All righty. Yeah. So uh, Paul's here uh, and Alex, they're going to watch the kids while uh, Malcolm and Maxine head down to the San Francisco. Um, We get more of uh, Tyrone's interest in machines and uh, Paul uh, suggesting he uh, meet his friend. um, I forgot his name already. What the heck's his name? Uh, Strange? Oh, Joseph Strange. Joseph Strange, yeah.
1: And we see. Yeah, uh, I like what he says, My friend is almost as smart as you. And he's like, I don't believe you.
0: (laughs) I like how Jack's the one most attached to Toronto. But I also think his attachment is very strongly linked to his new friend that he just met. I think he's frustrated that he's made this friend and now he he's being ripped away so soon.
2: Because
0: it, it could that, be it it feels like there because that just happened. That is that is what is going on with Jack, in my opinion. I love the that f- panel where Jack's like the foreshortening
1: with his hands. Oh yeah, That giant fucking G- hand. G- That's awesome. It yeah. is such a good panel. Yeah, this is it's a lot of talking heads, but it's never a boring-looking page in this book. Yeah,
2: I, you know, I think Eric's just a master at playing at different camera angles and things like that, so it's not just two heads on the same plane. You know, he just finds different shorthand tricks or, like I said, camera angles that just kind of keep things
0: moving and interesting. It's fun seeing Malcolm be a dad. And do the dad thing. And right. Deal deal with the uncomfortable conversation of I'm the parent and we make the decisions.
2: Right. It's
0: very different, I feel like, than his dad. No, yeah, Dragon would never have this conversation. He he would avoid it as long as possible, and then try to be your friend and probably give you ice cream because he's a terrible, <laughs> terrible
1: parent. well malcolm also has four kids so it's i feel like there's more opportunities for him to be a father yeah yeah yes dragon never had to be a dad
0: except for very briefly when they he had he got he got he got to to raise teenagers He had to skip all this and (laughs) then spawn a whole new race of
1: (laughs) krillings get uh our first look at all these um san francisco landmarks i, I don't
0: recognize what's that i said i don't recognize a single one i don't know san francisco no, at all i don't know anything about san Francisco. i went except for the cliches san francisco
2: once it was like maybe 20 years ago at this point but i know them all you all the ones from this is the issue uh I know all the ones on the splash page. Oh. Those are easy, straightforward. But uh the other stuff, I don't know. I think it's just like generic spots. What do you guys think of uh Jeremiah Youngblood? In
0: general? Do you like him? You like I, his character? I, I like he's. I like how he's a reference to everything nineties getting old. <laughs> I I like that aspect of him.
1: I don't know much he has, yet about him. I want to know more about him. Gen, like X, con- Gen X is getting
2: old. I like the concept that basically he's Youngblood, so that any references in Savage Dragon about Youngblood was really about him. I can't <laughs>
0: believe he died fighting the Martians. <laughs> I tried to look like
2: that I, so i was kind of confused but i guess it is they're they're not like a new team they are part of SOS right
0: SOS's uh current team and this is their San Francisco branch
2: i wonder like if that's i mean it's obviously a real building where you talking about the compound but i wonder yeah. what it actually is in real life
0: A bank so probably, probably, his probably office space enough. yeah but uh it it is it is interesting how malcolm's coming down here without like like financial compensation that they have to shack up in the compound and not have a place already lined up. Oh, like he doesn't get a bonus? Yeah, why? Well, 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 yeah, usually my—I mean, my dad's never had to move to a major city like this. But my dad like works at a factory, and when he gets headhunted, they help with moving and loc- relocating.
2: Yeah, but I—I I mean, maybe he gets a bonus, but it's not going to be enough to like put a down payment on a two million dollar home.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, but you, there's still housing. I mean, well, you have Francisco to... houses is like, I and they can't talk about it in this issue. But yeah, it's, the, it's the, probably the most well, it was at one time the most expensive market. But
0: it's the government; they've got to be able to subsidize
2: something. Well, that's what they're saying. You can live in their in the compound housing,
0: I guess. Yeah, and then Maxine doesn't want to. Who would? No privacy. Well, I'm sure there is. I don't know. As a target for all the super baddies. (laughs) I'm sure there's a
2: state-of-the-art security system. Oh, yeah. There's just guys walking around out front. I don't know. (laughs) Eh. They're just undercover guards. Oh, maybe. So uh, you guys don't know these landmarks here?
0: Not really. I mean, I, I know don't... I know the bridge, and I know the road, and I know, yeah. and I know that the houses Lombard from the Street. from the opening of Full House.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, it's Haight Ashbury, I would assume. Yeah. Chinatown,
0: the rice mm-hmm. uh trolley, <laughs> ding ding, everyone. That's Alcatraz Island, obviously. Yep. 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 And yes, they're I didn't doing know the th- name of that tower, but it's Colt Tower. Colt, yeah, yeah. See, the only, see the only no real significance to it. I looked it up. I, where's the triangle tower that I always see in the skyline? The tri oh the pyramid like the insurance yeah. agency is that what that is? I have no idea. One to-
2: of those corporate like uh that's a skyscraper. It's like a.
1: Officially. But I don't know, I barely know the geography of the town that I live in. Right, the Trans
2: yeah. America Pyramid. Which, okay.
1: Yeah, That's I thought like, uh investments.
0: That I mean to be fair, I didn't know anything about Toronto either when they moved there, so to be completely honest. Honestly, honestly, front loading all the landmarks like this in this story is probably a really good idea to really establish this place so he doesn't have to keep doing it as much as the story moves forward.
1: Yeah. Do you think that maybe this is why this issue was so uh, pushed back so much? Because he had to draw all these tiny little fucking cars and buildings and shit? Yeah. I know it
2: was because Gavin
1: told me that it took a lot of time and he kind of regretted yeah. doing that. So, yeah. So maybe like Jim's saying, just front load it now. So going forward, he can just make it look like Chicago.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, and honestly, like, if you don't live there or whatever.
0: I mean, look at this. Look at this stinking Rose restaurant interior
1: shot. Yeah. yeah, that's probably a picture he took. That himself. was definitely
0: referenced, but even just to replicate it to to do line work over top of the photo must have been a huge pain in the ass. There are all those liquor bottles,
1: and then have the majority of it covered up with word balloons. Indeed, <laughs> I saw that and I got sad for Eric. I said, I don't I can't imagine how much time he wasted. Drawing all those bottles and all that stuff on the shelf. Maybe he. Le- it is. Maybe nice he lettered it first, and
0: then there's big empty spots behind all those. Oh. Well, with the with the tab, right? You could just zoom in.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe he got it, but I feel like lettering is always the last thing to get done. It always
0: is. Because you make changes it, all the way up to the end.
1: It is nice though to seeing all these places. It does feel like. It's a completely different place from anywhere that they've ever been in this series so far. That's true. Yeah, because it's so heavily referenced and it looks like they're all wide-eyed and looking at this place. So you, you kind of get it. We saw some of this sort of thing in Toronto, though.
0: He would reference restaurants and various other, other locations. Um, yeah, it's, nice. a, it's something we never got in Chicago. See, it's funny. When we first started this podcast, I always commented that Chicago always kind of felt kind of generic. We didn't really get a sense of the city. Um, and it, it's not so much that we never got the sense of, like, locations, because he didn't really do a lot of location sort of dealies back then. It's more that the city didn't feel like a unique place, other than the fact that Dragon lived there. Yeah. We're, whereas we're getting more of that with Toronto and San Francisco, even though it's more implied because these these locations are more fleshed out. Um. And I do like it, but I really find the photo referencing really distracting sometimes. And I kind of long for the days of the generic Chicago skyline. I can see that. I think too much photo referencing just kind
2: of I'm not a fan of here and there. Okay. It felt like that shot
1: inside the restaurant does look really nice, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Like I said here and there, but I, like, I felt like he's got this new toy and he's kind of playing around with it a lot in the past couple issues. Are so you getting
1: a lot? I mean, and, yes, yeah.
0: that's true. And it
1: seems like he's already backing away from it for the most part, except for the shots of the city. But he's been doing yeah. this
0: photo reference stuff ever since he got to Toronto. So that isn't new. It just might be his, right. his, his technique is new.
2: I don't mind backgrounds as much. What kind of pulls me out of it was when he, like, was using, like, faces from, like, real people or even right. cars and stuff. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's definitely not Eric's art.
1: Give me those shitty Larson box
0: cars, <laughs> Please. Please, God. More. <laughs> like, this airplane is probably from a reference. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's not six lines stacked on top of each other like those jets
1: he draws. And even the interior of the jet looks looks pretty good, yeah
0: no it's it's fun, and i i I kind of understand um so so the whole thrust of this issue is the making the decision based on can they afford to make the move because living in San Francisco is ridiculous uh yes, and I, honestly, I surprised they actually decided to go based on how expensive everything was. They seem pretty eager, ultimately, just to leave Toronto for the United States uh, more than anything.
2: Uh, I think the biggest thing, remember, like the past issues are like North Force pretty much cleaned up Toronto. And, eh, yeah, there's nothing. For yeah, to do that's there. true. I forgot and about San that Francisco. part. He wants to
1: get a, like a normal job. Yeah.
2: And the whole point is like that Jeremiah Youngblood's like, look, San Francisco's in bad shape. Like it needs it needs to be cleaned up.
0: Um,
1: where are we? Yes. Um, we're there. We're on the plane. Yeah. I think I don't want to jump ahead too much, but I wish we would have got to see a little bit of what was going back on back in Toronto with Paul and the grandkids while they were away. That could have been fun. Just to spice it up, just like a little, just to give it a little bit of a mix up, uh, of them going out in San Francisco and then just seeing what's going on back there. Maybe they get into little scrapes or some yeah, let's have more hijinks with cousin uh, neighbor Craig. He huh. cut back to one
0: panel of the, like, the entire city erupting into war. <laughs> right. And all as the kids he's gone. on the front line fighting the vicious circle. Right. No, it looks like it was a pretty calm uh, uh, babysitting yeah. event. Which, fair enough. Um, interesting proposition, Jack, staying behind with Paul, though. I'm kind of curious uh, if that isn't going to get... not going to happen in the next few issues,
1: perhaps. I gotta... Well, they did mention that um, Paul and uh, Alex are thinking about moving down to San Francisco with them.
0: Oh, I thought they decided they weren't,
1: or they haven't made a full decision yet, till after, at least until the wedding,
0: or after the wedding. 'Cause they're going down there for the wedding.
1: Since Paul and Alex are thinking about moving down to the Bay Area. Yeah. Right. So they haven't made a decision yet, but they're mulling it over. I gotta imagine that Paul goes
2: down there. Because remember all the talk Eric had of like having Paul be like the mentor? Yeah. Like I still think that that's in the plans for him. Maybe like kind of you know be the professor X or somebody that's kind of helping the team. Maybe professor X is not a good association, but like some kind of like, I don't know, field commander or someone that's behind the scenes.
1: Cause he, yeah. Cause he was with SOS in his days and he's got a lot of experience or just as, um, maybe as a consultant with SOS. Yeah kind of like how Sergeant Marvel mostly just like trained the new kids and didn't go on a whole lot of missions but
2: and I wonder if there's going to be any equivalent still left on this planet of like supervillains he fought in in his reality.
1: Right. I would like to see that.
0: I I would too see uh, you know, some repercussions perhaps. Um, I think we w- it would be better to see something that we don't expect, though. Um, if something's coming from Paul's universe, it, maybe it's a good idea it not be Angel or Mako or The Obvious. Maybe it should be something a lot more dangerous and threatening.
1: I'm hoping that since this issue was so um, slowed down that like something big is coming.
0: Right. Well, here's you know. the thing. Next issue is the wedding issue. Um, right, so anything can happen at a wedding that definitely usually life.
1: does oh so, uh-huh.
0: hey yeah, I don't know maybe. We, we just had a wedding where nothing de- where nothing uh um deadly happened, so we've already got our one of those
1: so I think in the solicitation it mentions something about uh like a looming threat or something. Looming menace. Hellbent.
2: Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. I've been saying this for a while, but I definitely want like a major big bad that kind of hangs around. For like
0: several story years. arcs.
2: Years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, years.
0: years. It, it would be nice to have like a actual antagonist. Um, I mean, we've had a few. Dart and Scourge, but Other than Dart, honestly, Malcolm hasn't had a good one, really. I
2: I do think there are some missed opportunities to kind of keep guys around and not jump to kill everybody off and just have them show up every 30 or 40 issues or something, you know, like that kind of Doctor Doom or Annihilus or Ultron-type character.
1: Yeah. I thought Samurai was going to be that character, but then she died pretty quickly too. Eh, samurai. Samurai was cool,
0: but I always saw her as like a transitional villain, like right. your like your firepower or what have you. She she was she was never gonna fill Dart's boots. Um, not really, not in the long term. I mean, she was cool, and I think she made she would made a she would have made a much better lieutenant than a leader, which is what she did when Dart was alive. Uh. But again, she was no. a character that she had that good action scene last issue, and that was really it for her. Yeah. So
2: you got to think now, right? With the, the the book becoming like a team book, that they're gonna need to fight someone powerful. Like it can't be just like a street level guy here and there because mm. if it's a team book, it, you know you got to keep the team occupied
0: in a fight, right?
1: Yeah. So we need so, like
0: a we need like a dark lord or an overlord or right. A, so you, I gotta or imagine even, that's even coming, a, right? a Mr. Glum or a, or a, um, a Dart or a oh who was who else um.
2: or someone that commands an army or something you know.
0: Like, I'm am sick of armies at this point. Yeah, the the, deep, I was the, say it. the demonoids have burned me out on armies. Yeah, I don't, no, I, don't, I
2: hear that, but I'm just saying yeah. like that's the only. It's either got to be someone super super strong and powerful or someone commanding an army because. because you need a team needs to fight like either a bunch of people or a really strong person.
0: We, we we've had the vicious circle, which is the gang, and we've had the demonoids, which is like the monster army, and we've had the individuals like like we had du- uglies unlimited. <laughs> well, th- but those guys are like fodder; they're not really a threat. They're uh. Yeah. Well, it's uh, kind of like the demonoids, right? Right. Exactly. Um. I don't know. I'm really curious what he's got planned. Um, I'm sure he's really curious what he's got planned, too. Right. (laughs) The upcoming covers are giving us no clues. No clues as to anything, except uh, weddings and teams and... Green hands. So wait, this is 66. The cover for 67 is the wedding. What's on 68?
1: Uh, That's... Malcolm versus uh, Maxine. What appears to be Maxine, right? Maxine punches him through the wall. So maybe into the wall.
0: Maybe we're going to have a body snatching storyline, or or something along those lines, or or a shapeshifter, or or anything, or Or possessor again, or maybe Maxine will go evil, and she will be the villain of the next arc.
1: No, that would be unexpected. It sure would. She is clearly. She is the looming menace, hell bent. I don't think I like that idea, but I certainly wouldn't see it coming.
0: She will murder everyone at this wedding. At any rate, it'll be very interesting. She's been a scroll all along. (laughs) Yes, she some kind of double agent. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but this issue does spend a lot of time with Jackson's unease about his move.
0: Which is why I think it's more related to his friend he met. Yeah. I think he's I,
1: I think it's young love and
0: I think he's really frustrated he's being yanked away from it. I I think yeah, and it's good
2: characterization of a child. That's how a child would react to a giant move like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Tyrone, Tyrone's way into ice- it.
1: I see when they do uh, all move down there at the end of the book, no, Walter doesn't come with him. How do you think he's going to get down
0: there? Um, I'm sure he's in a suitcase somewhere. You think?
1: <laughs> he's just, <in> the <laughs> just fold folded up.
0: He, uh, he he hits the ride in the wheel well. Yeah. He's freezing to death right now. He'll be okay. No, it'll be interesting. I, I, I bet he'll just show up, but we'll see. It'll be cool. Yeah. But uh, we also get this last page with a big shot of the uh, of the transient village. Uh, I know, yes. and I I understand that San Francisco has that as a major problem uh, for homelessness. And I, I it just kind of cracked me up though. Why? Because it's, it's like such a photo I, reference.
2: No, no, no. It's like her big eyes. Like oh. I thought, you know, you're going to turn the page and it's going to be, like, some villain or some, like, returning. Oh, oh it's, and it's a, like, oh, oh, it's oh the a, villain oh, is homelessness.
0: Oh, it's a villain, Craig.
2: <laughs> the villain is homelessness. The
0: villain is capitalism.
2: <laughs>
0: See, that would be a great twist so, for the book. We get rid of all the punching and action and Malcolm becomes a, a, a activist fighting against uh, capitalists and... Uh, Oh my god, officials. could you imagine
1: that's the, the comic guys? That's the threat that's been looming the whole time.
0: <laughs> and, uh, he beats up the cops who try to tear down the, the transient towns. Be great. <laughs> what, what, a, what what a direction that would be. <laughs> it's next, the
2: 100-page 30th anniversary issue. Do you think it's going to come out next month?
1: Uh, I sure hope so. I doubt it.
2: You know, uh, a good, interesting conversation would have been: what kind of backups would you like to see?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: but I think done. I think we had a good, interesting conversation. Well, he was coloring Megaton stuff. Um, I know like, those pages. Some of that was like, if I don't
2: get enough, or they don't get turned in on time, at least I have this. Or yeah shifting things
1: around i mean i i really hope i don't see a whole bunch of megaton stories in the back of 267 just because i've already read it so many times and i want i'm i'm hungry for new stuff i want that greta gearbox well there'll definitely be a dragon's kids uh
2: feature by uh simon Mallet. That that's simon yeah uh, and Eric actually even mentions it in the letters page.
0: Well, whatever it I is, what I will definitely be enjoying it.
1: Yeah. So uh, I hope it's a bunch of new stuff. <laughs> did you read the? Oh, you did. You didn't read the uh, the letters? Did you Craig? Or you just, uh, did you some, just I read them?
2: some of them. I tend to look for like the questions. Yeah. The
1: numbered questions? Yeah. The, you mean the ones that you asked in your letter? Well,
2: that was one of them. <laughs> right. I did check to see if my letter was printed.
1: Did you read of them? Of course. No, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to. I just didn't know if you saw anything in there that was worth talking about.
2: Uh, the only thing, uh, the big thing was that Eric actually mentioned that Simon's strip is going to be in the 100 page issue. Um I think that was Oh, I he answered my question cuz I was asking in the horridest funeral scene why uh, Super Tough wasn't shown. Like it's kind of like it feels like Jeremiah Youngblood kind of took his place but uh he said no slight was intended. The idea was to imply that there were other characters surrounding the casket, but they were cut off by panel borders.
1: But. Alright. There are some backup stories as well. There's the string. It doesn't say. Uh, did I miss the credit for the string? Yeah, it wasn't in
2: there, but. I saw someone on the cartoonist K Fabe uh, Facebook page mention who it was, and I should have noted it, but I didn't. Uh, Pretty interesting strip. Yeah, I I like the art style. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's fun. I like
2: how you never know what you're going to get in the back of Savage Dragon. Right. I mean, I definitely prefer the strips that are tied in with a comic, but once in a while, it's kind of fun to get something like this. Totally unrelated, just
1: kind of a fun, quick little comic. Um, Do you know anything about the artists who do the funnies back here? like Kevin Days a Week by Kevin Burkhalter and The Berkeley Muse by Ben Zayringer and Moonbeard by James Squires Um like outside of this do you have you ever follow, go, uh looked into them at all
2: No I mean I okay. do know that Adam Pruitt former FinCast host put uh He's the curator for these right Yeah he puts them all together Um, but I've, to be honest, never like went out and searched other stuff from these guys. Um, I like them. I find them hit or miss sometimes, but I do enjoy them showing up. I just think it's another added bonus. Right. Uh,
1: and then on the back page, we've got post-it note drawings by friend of the show, friend of Uh, Of me, a friend to all of you. Everyone's friend. He's he's a friendly guy. Uh, Juan Ruvalcaba.
2: Who has one of the uh, more impressive Savage Dragon art collections.
1: Yeah, he's got... I think it's him and Gavin and probably Eric has the biggest art collections of Savage Dragon stuff. Yeah. And Eric Larson stuff.
2: And he probably has the biggest collection of different artist takes on savage dragon
1: Yeah, he's got a whole convention yeah maybe two sketchbooks at this point i don't know but he's got a lot
2: but now he's like going beyond sketchbooks and getting like full-on commissions from like artists i feel like you know what i mean yeah he's shown a lot of
1: stuff that he's gotten lately that's been pretty dang impressive So it's nice to see his art featured on the back here. Long time, long time fan of the book.
2: I uh, enjoy it as all these villains. They are uh, pretty fun to look at
1: all on one page. Yeah. Really? I wonder, because I know Juan wasn't expecting this to be on here. I wonder if he sent these in to Eric as one picture or... I know he was posting these online for a while, or if Eric just grabbed them all and compiled them.
2: Yeah, I mean and were they white and pink, or is that was that added later? Because like yeah, it's got that's the checker that's box. It's kinda cool. I don't know. Who's the who's the character
0: below Brainy Ape? Brainy Ape,
1: where are you, Brainy, Brainy, Ape. Brainy Ape? Should we, Uh he, he, I think his name was Torment. torment. I know a different Torment. Let me take a look. Wait, hold on.
0: Oh, there's Brainy Ape. Oh, the guy with the freaking hair fringes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't recognize him either.
1: Let's see. Let me find the wiki.
2: I think everybody else I know.
1: Let's see. Oh, that's Torment 2. Good old rude head. Yeah, who uh, who on that list is still alive? Oh, no one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that is Torment. That is the original Torment. He was in Savage Dragon number one of the ongoing series. Oh, uh, okay. He got into a, the bar fight with uh, Dragon and Johnny Nitro. Oh, yes. With the fire, yeah. with the lighter fluid. Is that mm-hmm. the He has appeared in... More issues than I thought he did. Yeah, one, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, ninety-three, 25, 26, 93, and 152. And the weirdo Colossus guy from like Freak Force and Gang
2: War. Anyway, that's uh, it's pretty dang cool uh, pinup. I like looking at all the different designs. Yeah, I like it.
0: Very Good cool. Job. Very cool. Alrighty, so that's it for Savage Dragon two sixty six. Quite the quite the experimental issue, I would say. Um, uh, granted, it's not really experimental now that we talked about it because you did say that twenty seven was another non action issue, uh, sure. cool down issue. So we, we have seen this sort of thing before, although uh, although it was twenty something years
2: ago. <laughs> sure. Right. <laughs> um, what did you
0: guys think overall? I'm, I think I can't wait for 267. I am excited about the move to San Francisco and the possibilities that it represents. Yeah.
2: I like 266 RA. Right. Uh, it was a little on the, eh, not as exciting. It's not, it's not going to be up there on my favorite issues. I think it was a necessary issue for setup. Um, yeah.
1: I think that a lot of time was spent with them mulling it over just to illustrate or... um to, to to demonstrate what a big decision that it is that they're having to make. Yeah. Because if it was just like two pages, I'm like, maybe we should move. Okay, let's go. It doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. So maybe that was the whole point of doing a whole issue of it. Right. I don't know.
2: Well, I'm with you. I can't wait for 267. The 100-page issues are always really fun to – read and even more fun to talk about on the fincast uh hopefully we can get some of the backup artists on for some shows that's always a blast um so i am looking forward to uh talking to the
1: people that work on that issue besides eric hopefully it's not too late hopefully all those backup guys got their act together yeah
2: if so, we're calling up Gary Carlson and talking about uh, the Megaton colored backup or what? <laughs> right.
0: All right. Uh, so. Yeah, so uh, next issue, Savage Dragon 267. Savage Dragon's adopted daughter, Angel, gets married to Frank Darling Jr. at long last. Fra- Paul Dragon gives away the bride. Malcolm Dragon is the best man. Maxine is the maid of honor. But no superhero wedding is complete without a looming menace hellbent on making the happy occasion a living nightmare. Exciting, exciting stuff. There's a lot of, it's so vague. I, well, I'll be honest, this is actually one of the more detailed ones in recent memory. <laughs> You're probably not wrong. I, I still think he should have bagged this with a, with a phony wedding invitation. I think that would have been very cool.
1: <laughs> but it would have also
0: pro- cost like 20 bucks I'm sure
1: you might have to make your own Jim there you go put it up as a PDF online hey, for people to print out I
0: don't like knickknacks but I do like bullshit <laughs> I, don't,
1: I guess I don't know where you draw the distinction between the two
0: it's not a variant cover honestly and That's uh, mm. that's all I need But uh, great. But, but I guess the world's not ready. I just, uh, I don't know. I think I'm a legitimate. Great, uh, I am le- line for you. I, I'm just legitimately surprised more people weren't into the concept. I understand why Eric wouldn't be because it is very gimmicky. But I thought people were more into gimmicks than that. And uh, well, what do you do with it? You you keep it bundled with the comic and you look at it and go, wow! I can't believe I was <laughs> sure. in, I was invited to this wedding that didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> So you're getting invitation to
2: the issue that you just you, bought. You yeah. take it out and you look at it sealed in your comic.
0: You've never seen anything like this where you get like a phony like, like something. Like it's an in-universe like artifact.
1: Yeah, didn't that happen no, with I his Nova
2: series with like a...
1: some Something
0: about the burger, yeah. the burger joint. Yeah. Oh, so it's been done. Never mind then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, just, but I think, think you, could you, you should send the invitations out ahead of time. I think that's the real problem, Jim. Oh, I see what you're saying.
2: <laughs> it's got to be, uh, you need a fridge magnet, like an announcement.
1: So you can save the date. Yeah, Save so the date save... magnet. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. It's too late to RSVP once the issue's out.
2: I mean, he kind of did it with, uh, the, uh, dragging your ass, uh,
0: Right, the bumper stickers.
2: Bumper sticker. I mean it didn't come with a book though. That was more of a
0: how did con. they get how did they get distributed? Was it a con thing? Yeah,
1: it was I like a was promotional a thing. Like a con. That's where I got mine. Did you have those, Craig? I,
2: Someone gave me one. I didn't I wasn't able to get one at the time.
0: Actually the invitation probably would have made a good promotional thing for stores.
1: Well, you know what? Then that's an idea that I can get behind. Because one side, would be, one side
0: would be like the wedding invitation; the other side would be like an ad for Savage Dragon. Yeah, that's not a that's not a bad idea.
1: Something for everyone to throw away. Yeah,
0: bookmarks for everyone.
1: <laughs> I picked up a couple of the bumper stickers I've ever because I said I'm going to use a couple because I put one on my car. Did you? I did. How and mean, then I sold the car. So somewhere out there, unless somebody took it Somewhere out there, was, someone's like, what the hell is this mean? What? I don't even understand what this is. It's, these are not real people. I'm pretty sure got, everybody that a saw that them. sticker had that same reaction. <laughs> right. Because I, I know I wanted to use it as an actual bumper sticker. And I completed that task. And then I just had a, a couple more just in a pile. I ended up trading one to somebody for the Savage Dragon bone postcard.
2: Oh, I got the bone. I don't know how I got the bone postcard, but I do have it. I think I probably just got it on eBay like 20 years ago.
1: Yeah. All right, so that's that. Yeah, invitations. All righty.
0: Well... Yep, that's it for this episode of the Savage Fincast. Of course, you can always find us at savagefincast.com. Uh, send us your uh, any email correspondence to savage dragon, oh, sorry, savagefincast at gmail.com, uh, along with any of your uh, interesting Conversation uh, answers. We are always looking to get those because we need something to read out on air. Uh, you can, of course, always listen and find us on iTunes, uh, Google Play Podcasts, and... Uh, I guess now it's Spotify podcast because they bought Anchor.
2: Wherever fine podcasts exist, yeah,
0: those
1: three <laughs> places mostly. And you, do you guys, still do the YouTube?
0: Uh, yes, we are on the YouTubes. Uh, I guess just the YouTubes. Sur- it's
1: a shame that you don't use the video because we've been recording video this entire time, and Craig's been cracking me up with all his visuals. Yep. That every listener is going to miss out on
2: and the fact that i, you know, only do this in a t-shirt and no I, pants. Yeah. Oh.
1: But he doesn't wear it on his torso. This is the funny thing. That's one of the jokes. Where's the t-shirt on? I just on like, his like to be comfortable when i do this, you know. And you look comfortable. I, thank you. I'm relaxed. Yeah. And then Jim does this with in an an erection the entire time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah. He's excited about
2: the new direction.
0: Yeah <laughs> I'm definitely uh, at
1: attention And it looks great You both look comfortable Thank you for having me on Hey
0: always a pleasure Alrighty So thanks see for listening time. everyone Yep, See you next time Well not see, see you next time More like imagine you're there <laughs> As like a, a metaphorical concept Of an audience
1: Oh dear lord <laughs> Uh